Hey, everybody. Brian McCover here with Tech Money Talks. I am really excited today because we have a returning feature guest on the podcast, connecting from the United Kingdom to Chicago. We are fortunate to have Otis Coleman, also known as the Ecom Wizard, as a special guest on the show. It's a global business, and we're selling to the world. We're selling to the world. If you don't know who he is, then you're missing out big time because Otis is helping tens of thousands of people finding winning products. He's sharing his recommendations on YouTube and is becoming a major influencer in this space. If you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again, because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. Otis has been absolutely killing in e-commerce and is a million-dollar producer and is continuing to excel throughout the year of 2020. Otis is a growing presence on YouTube, is delivering value weekly while continuing to run his own e-commerce business. Time is money, and everyone's looking to get a piece of his time, and I'm so happy to have him on the show today. Otis, thanks for joining us, man. How's it going? Yo, not too bad, man. Thanks for having me all the way from United Kingdom over to USA, man. We're not doing too bad. Yeah, awesome, man. And hey, you know, one of the things that I started doing to give perspective, uh, because we are recording live, but we're also for the audio podcast listeners, I I like to give a timestamp now because so much changes so frequently. So today is May 31st. And, you know, at this point, there's in the United States, there's there's over 40 million jobless claims. The country's looking to open up for business, even though there's no real, you know, cure for this whole pandemic. Mm -hmm. And then what's happened over the past few days, you know, it's the sad murder of George Floyd that's happened. And we've had protests that that's been taking place over the past few nights across all major cities across the country. So, you know, that's what's actually happening right now. So just to give the audience perspective of like, you know, this is where we're talking from right now. But I I would say, you know, for the audience, maybe you could like give a quick introduction about yourself and then we'll just let the conversation lead us. Hey, all right, no problem, man. My name is Otis Coleman. Um, I'm from the United Kingdom, specifically around the Midlands area, if any of you guys are familiar with that. I've been dropshipping for around, I'd say about three years now. Before when I first started was kind of, you know, on and off. I was in university at the time and I discovered it and thought, you know what, this is a great way to make money. At first, I kind of failed for a while, but slowly we kind of built up the confidence, just learning through a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of Facebook groups, a lot of people's lives, exactly like this one, actually, in this type of format and stuff, you know, kind of Q&A answers. And then from there, just slowly got to grips with it and started to make more money with it, man. And then since then, once I left university, instead of going to work in a bank, which is what I thought I was going to do for kind of five years, then I just thought, why not go drop shipping full time? Yeah, yeah. No, really good. And I would say for those of you that want to have a further background on what Otis explained, I mean, he has a really good podcast episode because like I mentioned, he's a returning podcast featured guest and his first one, man, you knocked it out of the park for sure. For sure, man. And dropped really good value even up to this point. I think you were probably the only one or one of the few that actually pointed out the fact, because I really liked how you had success with one product and you described how like you, you know, got complacent a little bit. So you had success and then kind of lost it a little bit and then rose to the top and, you know, maybe share that journey real quick, you know, getting back on your feet. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people in dropshipping, especially the younger generation. I mean, when you first starting out, I mean, there's no type of business out there to my kind of recollection that you can set up in such a fast amount of time with such low barrier to entry and one which you can genuinely make so much money in. So in that regard, once you kind of get past the initial hurdle of, you know, making a decent amount of money when you're 17, 18, you know, even some people who are 13, 14 years old, I've heard they've set up stuff in their parents' name. Once you kind of find that initial success, it's very easy to kind of let your foot off the gas and get complacent thinking, you know, I'm going to make this money forever. But the reality of it is that you're not going to make it forever if you don't put the work in. And when I first started, 
I was kind of around 18 years old or so, you know, still young. People think 18 year olds, you know, are old, but it's still, your mind is still not fully developed. And, you know, once you start to get that money in per day, that 200, 300, $400, you know, even some days, $500 profit. And, you know, your parents ain't even earning that much. Yeah, it's very easy. It's very, <laughs> yeah, per day. Yeah, it's very easy to kind of lose track of what you actually need to do to take that to the next level and, you know, ensure you have, a safety deposit of money for the rest of your life. And for me personally, I kind of had that initial hurdle where, you know, few failing products, but once I found it, I started to scale up quite high and was doing kind of, you know, 15K profit per month, which for me personally at the time was unheard of. You know, I was used wow. to working in, you know, a Toys R Us factory for six, I think it was £6.30 minimum wage an hour, you know, earning probably around 1200 a month. So to earn, you know, literally 10x that in yeah. kind of the space of no time, I ended up kind of just spending on stupid stuff. I ended up working less and less. And it kind of took that for me, you know, it was kind of a blessing in disguise in, in a sense that, you know, it made me realign my focus and realize, you know what, you can't just sit back and this money is not going to grow on a tree for you. Mm -hmm. um, and then from then on, it just got better and better. Yeah. And you said you were working at Toys R Us factory? Yeah. When, yeah. When Toys R Us was actually still a company here in the UK, we have wow. on, on the outskirts of my city, there was like a big distribution center. So uh -huh. every product from kind of that would get delivered into the Midlands would have lorries in and then literally unzip that come down on pallets unzip them down with like a, you know, a Stanley blade of some sort and then scan them and put them straight on the conveyor belt, man. Wow. Yeah. And even to bring that, you know, Toys R Us has been an example that even started towards the end of 2019, where, I mean, their brick and mortar stores were closing down. Mm. You know, that was pointing out, you know, the fact of how buying behaviors were already shifting from, you know, not physically going to stores, but preferring to buy online. And then now even fast forward to today, now it's even more of the case where you got majority of the people that would rather buy online than physically go to the stores. And we're seeing a lot of additional store closings because of what's currently happening. Mm. What have you seen that there's been changes over the past few months like that? Personally, in the UK, it's getting even worse. Not well, I wouldn't say worse because obviously online is a growing trend, but in terms like of stores changing. Yeah. yeah, in terms of it changing, the rate at which is changing is insane. Yeah. I actually have a, a contract phone. So I'm on, there's a big, I don't know if you guys have it in the USA, it's called Carphone Warehouse over here. Wow. Um, and it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's essentially where you go, you know, you take out your phone contract and whatnot. Now, when I obviously took out my phone contract, you know, I went and got it and it got sent to me online. But recently I got an email, I think it was about a month ago. And they basically said, now we're shutting down all of our stores in the UK and we're doing deliveries only. And they've been a company, you know, dating back for 10, 15 years that have been, you know, having physical stores about. And they essentially put in their email that there's just not enough demand for stores anymore. Physically, people aren't going to our stores and they aren't buying. Everyone's just doing it online. And it just kind of yeah. goes to show the presence and how fast that online is growing, man. Yeah, yeah, very well said. And, you know, so hopefully the audience is picking up on that. You know, the shift is taking place. And would you describe it as like it's creating a better opportunity for being in business to be an online business? Yeah, 100%. I mean, for me personally, there's no, honestly, no better time to start than right now. The year on year, if you look at like, you know, studies on actual physical financial data, you'll just see year on year from 2016 to 17 to 18, the amount of online sales are increasing. And I cannot see for the life of me any reason why it would drop anytime soon, right? I mean, the convenience yeah. of you being able to not actually go to the store, not actually have to waste an hour out of your day traveling to town or wherever you are, get it delivered straight to your house. And not only that, most of the best deals online are also online as well. You know, you go in the store and they usually cost more nowadays because they obviously have to get the product delivered to the store and vice versa. But mm -hmm. now, yeah, it's honestly the best time to ever get into an online business. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. And it actually reminds me of this one question that I wanted to, to ask you. And I think yeah. it'll help out a lot of people because now, you know, like I mentioned beginning, you know, there's a, you know, over in the United States, over 40 million people jobless claims. And I think it's like now forced people to think about other opportunities for income 
online business being one of them. So the question is like, imagine you had a couple thousand dollars to your name. And in these current times, if you had to start all over again and Mm. knowing what you know now, Mm. what would you do over the next 30 days to start a business and that will actually make money and explain why? So if I've got, if (laughs) that's a good, great question, actually, if I've got (laughs) a couple, if I've got a couple thousand dollars, the first thing I personally would probably do now, this isn't to push any courses or anything like that. I learned without YouTube, right? I mean, I learned without any courses. I, I spent a lot of money just testing the stuff myself and it ended up costing me a, a fair amount. You know, I spent about a thousand, 1,500 just learning Facebook ads. Whereas if I had a course, you know, you might be able to learn things a bit quicker. So I wouldn't take out expensive mentoring, but a cheap course that I could find for maybe a hundred, two hundred dollars just to learn the bare basics so that I know I'm doing things correct is probably what I personally would do. From then onwards, I would also supplement that with like YouTube videos, you know, other people who are speaking about the subject, I'd follow maybe two or three influencers that I like. And from then, I'd literally just go ahead, set up my Shopify store, you know, use the information that's online because there's a lot of free information. And where I think a lot of newbies actually fail is on YouTube, there's everything. It's everything in front of you. Whereas when you have a, you know, a set course and not just a course from anyone, right? Someone who's reputable, someone who knows what they're doing and someone who's actually, you know, made all the mistakes for you and put it into a course format. And, and with YouTube, I mean, what I struggled with is there's just so many different voices coming from everywhere. Someone will say launch with 10 ad sets. Someone will say launch 20 ad sets. Someone will say launch with five ad sets, right? So you have to kind of, you know, even if you don't get a course, at least find maybe two or three max influencers that you like and kind of follow their content. Um, and from then on, I'd literally just, you know, follow that exact strategy where you would set up a store. It doesn't really matter what store, general store, one product store, you know, they all do work yeah. for different people. And, you know, you just have to find what works for you. And from then, just, you know, find good products, set up some great ads and go ahead from there. No, that's really good. So, yeah, the, the whole point is that it's totally doable. And, you know, what you just laid out, maybe even describe that, like the importance of testing. Like, you know, should people feel like they should just knock it out of the park the first one they try or should they keep trying? And what is that like? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're first starting out, you shouldn't expect to have this amazing, crazy success, overnight success, right? And you you either learn it the hard way or you <laughs> just expect to have to work hard, right? Because, yeah. you know, when you are starting dropshipping, although it's got a low barrier to entry, and although you can make, you know, a good amount of capital in it, it's still a business, right? There's no business in the world where you can just set up and make money overnight. Like the chances of it, there obviously are a few, you know, trading and stuff like that. You can get lucky with trading or, you know, learn how to trade very fast, but there's very few businesses where you can just instantly blow up and have a sustainable business, right? Not one night's profits, not, you know, two night profits, sustainable profits where you can actually end up quitting your job and and doing dropshipping full time. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're just starting out, keep the mindset that it's kind of, you could, the the picture I always like to use is the one where the guy's near the gold mine, right? There's like two people, one of them's digging for gold, the other one walks away and he was this close to getting his actual gold. And, you know, you literally can be so close and you don't even know it. And there's just no point in giving up. Be prepared to fail. Be prepared to make mistakes. I've made mistakes. I've had failed stores. I've lost thousands of dollars, you know, on Facebook ads. I've used a thousand dollar manual bid woke up and it's got crazy low conversions and I've ended up losing $500 before noon's even come. So don't just look at people online and think, you know, that's what I'm, you know, I'm just going to see success straight away. That is not how it works at all, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. And I'm bringing out, trying to bring up that photo for those that are watching live right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm showing it on the screen right now. Yeah. So for those of you that could see, like never give up. Yeah, that, that picture gets used because it could be just right there. You only truly lose if, if you give up. It's, it's exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's that's really great advice for sure, man. <laughs> and how many, like when, if you think back to when you started, like how many did you have to go through till you like actually found the... I think I would say probably at least, uh, I'd say at least seven or eight different products. 
Yeah. In my opinion, at least seven or eight different products. I remember trying a good few jewelry products when I first started and they just didn't work at all. And then someone was speaking about, you know, you need to actually try get into a niche, right? So maybe like a pet niche or a beauty niche. And then I ended up going into the pet niche. And that was where I kind of found my first kind of winning product there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good to know. What would you say like the ratio is? Because I know, you know, generally, Mm. like, would you say like one out of 10? So like if you're testing, if you're yeah. testing, 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 like maybe you'll find one out of 10 or. Yeah. So that's a good this? ratio. Yeah. To go by. I mean, the way I like to categorize it is there's usually three types of winners, right? Now, the first winner. So, so I like to kind of categorize them into one, two and three, right? Just to keep it you know, basic. The third type of winner would be your amazing winner, right? These are the ones where you see gurus doing 100K a month, 150K a month. <laughs> You know, the ones where you can do, you can scale up really fast and really aggressive, right? And those are kind of the six-figure gold mine products, I like to call them. So that's your, yeah. you know, your gold mine winners. Then you have kind of, you know, number two, right? And that's more of a coasting winner. And I call it that because you kind of coast along with them. They're not going to make you $200,000. They're not going to make you $150,000, but they could bring in $100 profit per day. And if you have, you know, maybe two or three of them a day, you end yeah. up making, you know, three. they all add up together and you end up making $300 a day, right? Yeah. And then you have kind of the lower winners. And those are products where you don't really tend to make much money on the front end, but your retargeting campaigns, your email campaigns, you, you can make a lot more money with them. And usually with them, you kind of have to, you know, the number one winner, I would say, is you usually have to slow cook them. You know, you can't do kind of crazy budgets, $1,000 budgets. It's usually maybe 50 to to $100 CBOs. And then you've got, you know, your retargeting campaign. So although you might be bringing them in, you know, at kind of just over break-even us on the front end, your back-end systems, your email marketing, you know, you might be bringing in 25%, 20% from that. Your retargeting campaigns, you know, might be sitting at a three ROAS per day, but that's going to drag up your overall kind of ROAS for the day. So those are kind of the three types of winners. And for the kind of first two, I would probably say, it's probably like you said, about one in 10. That's usually a ratio that I like to go by, you know, maybe one in 10 that you'd find a medium type of winner. And for the kind of six figures ones, I mean, I'd probably say maybe one in 20 because they don't just come by, you know, every day. Those are the products where within one month, you might make 40K profit. You might make someone's yearly salary in literally a month. So yeah, yeah they don't come by, they don't come by very often, but when they do come by, that is when you can extract a lot of money. Yeah. And when it comes to product research, so hopefully for the audience listening, you know, you got to be willing to test and you got to throw things out there. And I think, you know, one of the things that stands out with Otis, what he's sharing is like, he's been consistent, I would say over this past year and a half, also dropping, you know, current products. I think your most recent video was the top 10 yeah, quarantine dropshipping products. Yeah. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. You can get one out of 10. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, funnily enough, I've actually had, this is no BS, I've had quite a few people actually DM me from some of those products. Wow. I know, my phone's over there, but on my Instagram DMs, I've had a few people. One guy, I don't want to make, you know, actually ruin his product, but it was in the beauty niche. I mean, it was okay. something that okay. women applied to their face. So I actually recommended that on a video, I think about three weeks ago, and he ended up testing it and ended up scaling it quite high to doing over kind of, I think it was about 20 or 30K for the month, which was insane. Nice. And another one that I actually mentioned, I think this was maybe two months ago, was some dog earrings. And we actually had someone in my group actually posted a screenshot of him doing like 1K a day with saying, oh, these, you know, this product absolutely killed it. So I mean, there's a lot of products out there that can do well, man. I'm not saying every product, you know, is going to be a winning product that I recommend. But, you know, uh-huh. a lot of these products are great products that kind of help people and beginners understand the types of products you should be looking for. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I would say, you know, the same way Otis kind of laid it out for the audience listening that, you know, especially if you're just getting started out. I mean, definitely Otis's YouTube channel for sure is something where you can get good product ideas and there's a you know a handful of others that are, that are dropping products that you should be testing. So to get into that path of testing, and it's a numbers mm-hmm. game to keep throwing it out there. And for the ability to be able to to test a new product, I mean, well, I mean, for experience, 
people, it, it really doesn't take that much time to throw out a product and test, but maybe yeah, you can help yeah. explain for the audience. Yeah. So with regards to kind of product testing, there's usually around, I think around four steps or so. I like to kind of, you know, whenever I'm speaking to students or anything, there's kind of around four steps. Obviously the first step is product research. You have to find a good product, right? If your product isn't good or doesn't meet a certain criteria, then chances are, you know, I wouldn't go ahead and test it. And obviously mm -hmm. criteria are important because to have a criteria, it's much easier to find a winning product when you have a set, not rules, but a list of things to look by, right by. Does it solve a problem? Can it be bought in stores? Is it electronic? Because if it's electronic, chances are you probably want to stay away with it because it might break. Is it lightweight? Can it be shipped easier by Chinese suppliers and stuff? So there's usually you know a few questions you want to ask yourself. Then once yeah. you've obviously found that specific product, you're going to need to actually create your product description. And I have a ton of videos on my YouTube, how to create product descriptions. I actually have like a whole store build for a one product store on my YouTube. So, you know, I usually just refer people to that because it's literally like a 30 minute video of course worthy content just on YouTube that you can literally just follow. So yeah. product descriptions, just make sure you're selling the product. Don't just say the features of it, that it's 30 centimeters long and it's black. Explain why they need it, right? Does it have something that's going to reduce their pain in their life or give them a better quality of life, essentially? Yeah. List them in some bullet points, explain them, insert GIFs and stuff to actually showcase the product. Once you've got your product page set up, so we've now done product research, product actual page, then we need to work on our ad copies. And ad copies should work and sell kind of similar to the way your product descriptions sell it, right? Talk about the benefits. And we have to, I think what a lot of people lack is they kind of forget that people are not on Facebook to buy, right? They don't come onto Facebook to buy anything. No one comes on Facebook with their credit card in hand. These customers just come onto Facebook to socialize with their friends. So essentially what we're doing is interruption marketing, right? They're scrolling down their timeline, they see an ad, and we have to, within that one or two seconds of window we have, we have to input some form of line or ad copy that's going to make them stop on that ad. Yeah. And that can be anything, that can be, I've saw a great one, for example, that I've used before is if you're trying to sell like a dog lead, right? An LED dog lead. So something that I personally would say is obviously it has to be factual, but you could research how many dogs were injured last year at night, right? So, you know, 400, your, your introductory line might be 400,000 dogs were injured last year at nighttime. One of the ways we can solve this is to provide them with an LED lead so people can see them, right? And it all comes into kind of copywriting and stuff like that. I'm not a crazy copywriter. I'm not, you know, a professional by any means. I'm still learning myself, but I'm trying to, you know, over the years, I've learned a few little tips and tricks that, you know, you can implement into your own game and kind of stop, make the customer stop. Because if you're a dog lover, as soon as you see a fact about how many dogs have been hit, you're going to go, you know, oh my gosh, dog lovers obviously love their dogs. That's going to stop yeah. them in their tracks. And then from then we say, well, here's the problem. And now here's the solution, right? Do you want your dog to get hit at night? No, I don't. So what, what, how can we resolve that, right? Here's this LED dog lead or dog collar that's going to stop your dog from getting hit. Now, with Facebook's policies and stuff recently, you do have to be careful with what you actually say. Because since I started Facebook, a lot of things have changed over the last three years. They're a lot more stricter now, a lot more stricter than what they used to be. So you can't get away with making insane claims, like usually stuff when people put ads like, you know, you're, if you buy these, you know, resistance bands, you're going to lose weight in two weeks. You cannot do <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, that you can't do stuff like that anymore. Facebook will just flag it. But to say factual information and still try to stop them in their tracks, then again, that is great as well. And once you've got your ad copy set up, you know, go ahead, launch it in your Facebook ads manager. 10 single interest ad sets I always recommend. Also, ePacket or top five countries, you can literally Google them. Ad copies, exactly we've already spoke about. And just keep it simple, man. Just look at what your competitors are doing. You know, replicate that, but don't copy them. And that's the best, best advice I could give, man. No, that's really awesome for sure. And I think you answered one of the questions from the audience here. And I'll, I'll start going through because we're getting some questions coming in. So that was Andreas who said how to write good ad copy. That oh, was his question. question. And I think yeah. you pretty much answered it, right? 
Kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mostly did answer it, to be fair. But with, <laughs> ad, with ad copies, I would always say, Andreas, just keep it simple, right? You don't need to have these long-form paragraphs or stories. Just keep it simple. Look at what competitors' ads that have been successful are doing. And also, a little pro tip here, which I've been using recently for the past year or so, right? A lot of beginners forget, well, they might not know, but they might they might actually forget that a lot of these million dollar brands, right? They have, they pay agencies thousands and thousands per month to run their ads for them, right? So companies like Blendjet is an example, right? Mm-hmm. They will probably now be paying a company thousands of pounds a month who specialize in Facebook ad copies and, you know, scaling winning ads to actually scale their, you know, their brand even further. So what can you do? Go onto Blendjet's Facebook page, go, to that, go down to the bottom, go onto page transparency, and they're going to show you all of the ads which Blendjet have created and the style of form they're writing their ad copies. You can do yeah. this for any brands. I literally follow Snow at Home Teeth Whitening, Blendjet, wow. uh, Moxie Lash is another one. All of these multi-million dollar e-com brands, they're obviously doing something right. They obviously know how to sell ad copies. So go on their page transparency, see what they're writing, and replicate it for your own business. And that is it, man. Yeah, yeah. No, real good value, real good tip. So basically what Otis is saying is model what works, folks. And if you see some of these examples, you know, the the two that he mentioned, their journey is that they started out in drop shipping and now, you know, took it to the next level exactly. where, you know, they're now invested a lot. But you can model what works because I mean that that's kind of the journey the e-commerce journey where you could prove out, you know, different things, find those winners, and then you can take it to the next level, same way that they have. But yeah, modeling what works is definitely the key for that, for sure. That's awesome. That's a really good tip. Uh, There's another question came in from Daniel. He says, do you test products on the same pixel? Yeah, man, this is, this is something which a lot of new, uh, newer <laughs> people kind of get confused with. Yeah, honestly, it is perfectly fine, man. I've, I, can't, I can't remember how many questions, <laughs> how many times I've heard this over the years, but Facebook Pixel is for sure smart enough to allow you to test multiple products on the Pixel, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely getting smart. And they, they understand that you're creating separate campaigns for different purposes. Yeah. Marcel says, I usually decide on a niche first before products thinking that I'll understand the customer better that way do you do things differently if so how smart good question i mean you can the only way i'd really choose a niche it's kind of a double edged sword right when you have a niche store now it can be great because you get that branded feel you you know you might want to appear like Kylie cosmetics you know a leading person within that niche pet niche beauty niche or whatever but it also cuts the other way in that you're confined to the amount of products you can test and you're confined to the amount of winners you can actually find right because mm-hmm. what you'll see is that in some times of the year a lot of these niches they don't die out but they're not as high as they usually are so if we take for example camping right a great niche of course, camping in the winter, it's not the best niche to choose because not many people go <laughs> camping when, when it's snowing outside or when it's, you know, raining. Whereas come to the summer, maybe from February all the way through to, you know, maybe August or September, great times for camping, right? So for me personally, I kind of prefer to just choose a product first and then create a store and kind of niche around it. But if you do choose a niche first, there's not really, you know, you will be confined to that niche. But you know, if that's kind of, if you're going for the more branded feel, then that can work as well. Honestly, both ways will work. Really good. Really good. And we got another question that came in that asked, is the beast of e-com your brother? Yeah. Yeah, we are brothers. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone, a few people have been asking that recently, actually, but yes, yes, we yeah. are. <laughs> okay. We got one from Ecom Journey on YouTube. He's saying, how many products do you typically test to find a winner? Are you more about validation or more of a blue ocean strategy? I, well, to test for, to test um, how many, pro- to, to answer the first part of that question is how many, was it how many products are tests in a week or, or something? Oh, how many? To find a winner, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So I'd probably say on average, maybe one to 
10 or 1 to 12, being realistic. And that isn't every 10 products I'm going to find a massive, you know, six-figure product. That's just every 1 to kind of 10 to 12 products would be an okay winner to the point where I can still make, you know, maybe $100 per day, $150 per day profit, right? This isn't like, you know, you're going to find the, the mass, mass money maker, but you can still make decent money with it. To yeah. answer your second question, I mean, with regards to testing for me, I kind of like to choose quality and quantity. Now, the reason why I personally like to do both is because you get the best of both worlds, right? If you just go for quality, I usually find the whole process is a bit slow, right? You end up setting up this whole crazy one product store, this ad copy, it takes you like three days, four days. And then by the end of the week, you'll notice I've only tested two products, right? And the guy that's tested 10 products, 12 products, he's already, you know, found his winner by then. Or by the time you've actually got your site set up, a competitor's already started scaling that product high. So the kind of sweet spot for me personally, I would say to test is around four to five products a week. And that's having great quality ad copies, great quality video ads, great quality product pages. That's everything to an exact T. So, you know, maybe one every midweek day and then have the weekend off is kind of what my strategy is. Really good. And there's a follow-up question to that. It's like, how much do you test a product with before cutting? What do you look at when cutting? Perfect. So how, how much do I spend testing a product, right? Yeah. So the first part to answer that, I would probably say around 150 to $200. If you're spending more than 200, the only time you should be spending more than kind of 200 to $250 testing is if the product price is really high, right? So if your product costs, you know, maybe is $80 to buy for the customer, then it's going to require more money. And that's what some people, newer people don't understand, right? If you're, you know, trying to sell a product for $20 versus trying to sell it for $90, the whole buyer psychology is totally different. You know, you take more time to think, you know, do I really need to spend $90? Whereas if it's $20, you just think, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and spend $20 because even if it's junk, then it's still, you know, it's only $20 out of my bank. So with regards to spending, if your product price is, you know, between, I'd say maybe 20 to 50 or $60, $20, probably cost around $200 every time is usually what I spend testing, um, $150 to $200. And then was the follow-up question was what and how? What do you look at when cutting? Perfect. So with regards to what do I look for when cutting, number one is your ROAS, return on ad spend. Of course, that's one of the most important metrics because it literally shows you how much money you're spending versus how much money you've brought in. You know, money in versus money out is very, very simple. Secondly, after that, we'll look at the actual number of purchases. And the reason we look at number of purchases in combination with ROAS is because if you just look at the ROAS, Sometimes what you'll have is a customer will make a massive order, right? You know, he'll make four kind of, he'll buy four of one product and your ROAS will look, you know, seven or eight ROAS. This is amazing. I'm going to be a millionaire. But then when it actually comes to scaling it, because only one purchase, there's only been one purchase, although the ROAS looks high, it can be misleading because, you know, you might have got a lucky sale. So that's why you look at them two in combination. And then apart from them two, we usually look at, I would say click-through rates. You want your unique cost per unique link click. I usually like that to be under 0.5. So I think that's 50 cents in the USA. I think that would be your unique click-through rate. You want that to be over around 2%. Anywhere over 2% is pretty good. And if it's over 3%, then that's very good as well. So we usually look at them. And then from then we look at view content and your ad carts and your checkout initiates. And what you want to remember is a simple rule for me is if you get 100 content views, your ad to cart should always be 10%. So a 10% of 100 is 10. So it goes 100 view contents. You should always have 10, 10% of that. So you should have 10 ad to carts. And then another rule from that um, to go a step further is you should always have around, I'd say 40% of people actually purchase from then, right? So, you know, 100 content views, 10 ad carts, you should have at least four or five purchases. And if you've got those ratios, then you know you should be onto a decent product, man. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say this is part of the podcast where you want to re-listen to that over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start taking notes. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, really... I know. It gets, it does get a little bit technical, but once you start to <laughs> log down, yeah, once you start to log down some rules and some patterns, it makes dropshipping so much easier, man. Because at yeah. the end of the day, it's data. You cannot beat the numbers, right? Some people yeah. think. I can beat the numbers. You cannot, you know, some people can, if you're very good at turning products down, you know, if you're very good at creating like lookalike audiences and really good ad creatives, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but some people do have the ability to kind of turn products around so they can spend, you know, $4,000 losing money, but because they're so good and so experienced in dropshipping and Facebook ads, they can then turn that 4,000 loss into a, you know, 40,000 gain because they've created, you know, lookalikes, customer lists, retargeting, email marketing. They're good mm-hmm. in that sense. But if you're a beginner, follow the data. If the data says you're having a 0.5, 0.8 ROAS after three days of testing, it's going to be very hard. You'd have to spend a lot more money, you know, another thousand dollars into getting data for that product and then trying to, you know, rework it from there. So it's best to just follow the data yeah, and, and you know, really look at, specifics in terms of percentages your ad to cart ratios your link click-through rates and stuff like that awesome man yeah people are loving your answers here for sure they're saying huge value <laughs> value bombs. yeah people, so, this is awesome and you got more questions coming in so one is a question related to creative so how many creatives do you test per product launch and do you see yourself testing with video ads or image ads more Perfect. So for me personally, I usually like to do two or three, right? And the reason some people say put seven in an ad set, some people say put five in an ad set. But if your ad, if your ad creatives are not getting enough spend, it's not a fair test, right? So if you mm-hmm. have one ad set with one interest and 10 different creatives, okay, great. You've satisfied your desire to, you know, test a bunch of creatives. But if they're only spending $1 each, it's not a fair test because, you know, some ad sets, some ad creatives might spend only, you know, 50 cents. Another one might spend $5. So it's not a fair test. So for me personally, I would say you want to have per ad creative at least, I, I usually test with two or three, but you want to have at least $2.50 a budget times your ad creatives. I said that wrong, but if you've got three ad creatives, you want to have that times £2.50 as your ad budget, ad set budget, which would be $7.50, right? If you're testing with four creatives, then you'd have a $10 budget is kind of the rule that I like to go by. Okay. But I personally like to just test two or three. Keep it simple, two or three per ad set. Uh, spend of around seven or eight dollars per ad set as well and that that secondary question was like are you using video ads or image ads more i'd say probably 80 percent videos and about 20 percent image ads but do not overlook image ads do not overlook image ads for my actual course case study thing we did which was kind of over 100k in like you know i think it was 18 days or so that was a simple image ad. that's awesome one little trick which you guys can do as well is go on to wish.com, sign up for an account, sign in with your Facebook account and look on the most popular page, right? The popular page, you'll see it on there. Then do for MacBook is command fine. And for, I think it's for Windows, it's control alt F and then put a plus sign and 1000. And what that is going to do is basically bring up all the products on the page, which has over a thousand orders. So you can already choose products which are working well, right? Which already have orders because a lot of the time products that do well on Wish haven't necessarily been exhausted while on Facebook. I had a student in she won't mind me saying this, but she's in kind of the religious niche and she's just selling simple photo ad products from Wish, doing accessories, chains, whatever it is, marketing them on Facebook. And last time I checked, she was doing around 3K a day or so. Um, and that was literally, <laughs> yeah, that was literally two, two weeks ago, literally just two weeks ago. Wow. Really good tip, actually, by the way, too. So for those of you that know, yeah, Wish, I mean, another source, but, you know, another way to look at the number because... You know, you're trying to find winning markets and then tap into those markets where you can. And it makes it, makes it a greater probability means that's worth testing. So uh, that's a really great uh, tip and strategy. And when you mentioned your the YouTube video, so I do see you had the quarantine challenge. 
And for those that of you watching the, on screen, so was that what you were referring to? No, that quarantine challenge was a different thing that I did. That was the one I was on about a minute ago. I think that was, no, 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 that wasn't for the, that was for my actual paid course. But for the case study that we did on YouTube, that was actually a video ad of a fitness type product. But if any of you guys haven't checked that out, please do go ahead. Um, and this is not me actually promoting the channel or anything. Just for <laughs> anyone who's, you know, maybe a beginner, intermediate please go check that challenge out because I reveal pretty much the interest that we used pretty much nigh on the ad sets that we use, the ad creatives that I use my exact scaling strategy for it. And it's all for free. It's all on YouTube. You don't have to pay nothing for it. Just literally go check it out. It's a four part challenge showing you how we launched the product. Well, how I launched the product, how we scaled it, how we kept the ad creatives running and stuff like that. Also my retargeting campaign is on there as well. That's awesome. Yeah. And for those of you watching the screen, I have his YouTube channel up and your YouTube channel is what? YouTube.com slash the Econ Wizard? Yeah, I think it's the Econ Wizard. Yeah. 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 So be sure to go there. I'll leave it in the show notes for sure. And that was a question from Instagram. Will this be uploaded to Spotify? Yep. This will be uploaded to Spotify. And for those of you watching live right now, it's just, you know, behind the scenes, you get like instant access right now as we're having a, a live conversation here. So it's really awesome. And it actually uh, leads me to the question, like speaking of YouTube, because uh, I mean, you've been growing. So maybe you could help share, you know, what kind of your YouTube journey and what, what's been happening in that space. Yeah. YouTube's been fun. It's been a fun journey. It's something <laughs> I didn't, it's, when I first started dropshipping, it isn't something I, I never thought I'd do because I was quite shy on camera, to be honest. But over the years, we've built, built up like a little community on YouTube, man. And I see everyone on there as my family. You know, if anyone tunes into my videos, I'm super grateful. You know, you don't have to buy my course. You don't have to buy anything. If you drop a like on a video, that is all I need. Pretty much what keeps me motivated to, you know, go ahead and keep dropping value. When you see comments like, this video is amazing. There's so much value because although people, you know, there's a lot of gurus out there selling stuff and I'm not against that, but at the same time, there are people who can't afford a course. There's people who can't afford mentoring. And I've always believed myself that you should be able to give, you know, you should be able to get a free education or some knowledge on stuff without having to pay, you know, anything upfront. And that's what people can do with YouTube. That is, you know, the whole of kind of YouTube in one, you can get, you can learn simply the whole of dropshipping if you just watch YouTube videos, it just depends whether you're, you know, whether you want to sit for long enough and pick out, you know, the junk from the good, because there is a lot of junk, but at the yeah. same time, there's a lot of great people on YouTube specifically that I follow. There's obviously like my brother, the beast of Ecom, great channel. He drops a lot of value on his channel. Yeah. Bahaiza, I think I've started watching him as well. He's got a lot of great, he's got a lot of more fun challenges. His channel is really entertaining, man. Really entertaining. Gabriel St. Germain, another one. He, I don't think he's posted many recent videos, but his older videos are, are some of the best YouTube videos I've watched with regards to dropshipping. So, you know, there's a lot of great free content on YouTube, but in terms of my kind of community on YouTube, it's a great bunch of people, man. Every video we get consistent views. The comments are amazing. The likes are amazing. And yeah, if any of you guys have got any YouTube video ideas that you want me to cover, then just go ahead, you know, DM me on Instagram or drop them in the chat and I'll try to get them done, man. Yeah, awesome. And speaking of your course, so we're getting a question from Instagram. Where can they get your course, Otis? If you head over to www.the and then comwizard.com. So it's like the ecom wizard, but without two E's. I'll have to maybe you know, maybe type it in chat. Also. Oh, okay. The com wizard. You might be able to find it. Just... I'm typing it right now live. Let me, let me know if it comes and... up. Yep, I see you there. Yep. Yeah. We're cool. Perfect. Yeah. So that we'll is be sure to leave it in the show notes as well. So it's thecomwizard.com. Yeah. .com. Yeah. And uh, you could check out the course there, which is pretty awesome. So good question. Another question from Instagram. So I'm, I just noticed here. So D, D Johnny said, Do you recommend mastering one marketing platform at a time? Yeah, 100%. That's exactly correct. I mean, when you're trying, when you're first starting out, I've, I would always recommend focus on one platform, right? Don't be a jack of all trades, master of none. It never, ever works. If you look at, you know, 
some of the top leaders in the world, right? Who, you know, not leaders, but the people who, you know, some of the most wealthiest, they always had one thing they focused on first. Okay, once they'd grown and got a few million and billions, then they started to invest in different companies and different areas, right? Just like, you know, Elon Musk, but a lot of these guys, when they were 20 or whenever they first started getting that success, they always focused on one thing first and then expand from there. You know, focus on Facebook ads, learn Facebook ads, become consistent with it, then move on to Google ads and then move on to YouTube ads and, and, and et cetera. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. And we see a another question. They asked, okay, this, this they started it off as a more personal question. Go for but it. But where do you see yourself in e-commerce in the future? And what are your goals with e-commerce? I like personal questions, man, because personal <laughs> questions, personal questions is what I always wanted to know when, you know, when I was kind of on other people's lives and learning three years ago, because it it gives you a goal and kind of allows you to relate to the person, right? Whereas instead of just talking about dropshipping, but with regards to my plans for e-commerce, currently I do still dropship. I'm still dropshipping, right? But for anyone watching this, I would always advise learn dropshipping, learn the skills to run Facebook ads, and then transition into branding. Because branding, believe it or not, is where it's, branding is going to, you know, take you to that next step. First, you have dropshipping step, and then you have branding step. So brands like Blendjet, High Smile, all of these started with pretty simple products that could be white labeled, right? And then they yeah. transitioned from that into these multi-million dollar brands. And if they wanted to, they could sell their companies for 10 million, 5 million, you know, a lot, a lot of life-changing money. So my plans personally, by the end of this year, I already gave myself a goal and that was to set up a seven figure brand. And I'm currently in the process of that now. I've been in talk with, it's been delayed. I wanted to start at the start of the year, but because of coronavirus and suppliers, you know, I just couldn't physically get my hands and, you know, on stock to actually put a label on. But my e-commerce goal for this year, which is actually one of my goals written down in my phone, was to set up a seven figure e-com brand. And that isn't, you know, a seven figure dropshipping brand because, you know, I don't just want to have seven figures, which I've already done. I want it to be a seven figure brand where it has my logo on it. It has my packaging on my packaging on it. You know, it's shipped within two to three days or four or five days max. It arrives at their doorstep, you know, not 10 to 12 days. And that's yeah. personally one of my e-commerce goals for this year. And, and the other part was, where do you see yourself? Was it in the future? Yeah. Yeah. So my, my goal for the future is to still just keep doing e-commerce. I mean, I will always be doing e-commerce for as long as I possibly can. But with regards to like investing now, I've started investing my money into like, I know you guys call it real estate over here. We call it like property. So yeah, I've started investing <laughs> money into property development and stuff like that. So buying houses and renovating them and then, you know, getting tenants in and stuff like that. And that's kind of my long-term plan for, you know, if anything kind of collapses in dropshipping or for whatever reason, you know, I cannot do online anymore. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And you have many more questions coming in, but I also want to be respectful of your time. Oh, no, I'm all right. Uh, man. We'll, 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 <laughs> you're cool. We'll quickly finish the hey, question. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, one of the questions that, that I was even curious about was like, even working with, as you're testing, are you factoring in like the supplier and the shipping times and things like that? What What do you mean? As in, so are you looking for particular suppliers that work with you know certain shipping times? Like you know, now there's some out there, especially with the way current things are because of disruption. You know, if it's you know thirty or beyond thirty days, mm. uh, do you just not look at those? Yeah. So if I'm testing like drop shipping products, I personally have an agent. So I mean, there's a few steps you need to take. I mean, if you're a beginner, I personally wouldn't sell any liquid products because liquid products, I just know from experience, are super super hard to ship. There's a thing, obviously, liquid, you know, can't, ain't, don't, doesn't really bode well with planes because, of course, they can be, you know, exploded or whatever. So the shipping lines for liquid products are just way too long. They usually go by sea and it ends up taking 30 to 35 days. So that's a product I would automatically say stay away from. With regards to what time frame do I look at? I mean, I personally like to try look at products that can be delivered within by, for, by my agent within around... I would say nine to around 15 to 
17 days. I don't really like to get into the 20 day mark because that's, you know, nearing three weeks, but anywhere around two weeks, two and a half weeks, just under three weeks is kind of reasonable in my opinion. With obviously coronavirus, customers are going to complain. There are going to be delays. And to be honest, you can kind of use coronavirus as not an excuse, but it's just natural that it has had an impact on planes anyway. So you're not, it's not like you're lying. You're genuinely just letting them know there are going to be yeah. some delays. But with regards to suppliers, ma'am, if you're a new beginner, I would say use something like Spocket or CJ Dropshipping, which are two kind of dropshipping apps. After that, then you want to go ahead and try find an agent. Yeah. Oh, really good. Yeah, really good stuff. And so let's see what other questions we do have here. I saw them coming in. People were asking about branding. Are you currently, I think when you mentioned branding, so they're asking, are you currently working on a brand at the moment or looking to? Yeah, currently I'm, man. I literally was up yesterday. I had a brain, I had a little brainwave for some form of fitness product that I'm looking to brand. So I'm literally just Probably once I jump off this call tonight, going to drop down a few ideas. And then as soon as Monday comes tomorrow, contact a few suppliers, speak to my agent and see if we can get some stock and designs, you know, mastered up. And then from then, we just order it straight from Alibaba to her warehouse, um, which is in Yiwu in China. That's awesome. Yeah. No, awesome stuff for sure. Yeah. There's other questions coming in. There's a... Uh... Real valuable <laughs> podcast, man. It's been a crazy, yeah. crazy valuable podcast. <laughs> and they're all saying thank you for sure. And uh, and I had lost Instagram for a moment there because I think once we reached the hour mark, it the live stream stopped, but it came back. Yeah, it's so we're back yeah. live on Instagram. And Jamie is asking, will this be on YouTube? Yep, it's actually streaming right now live on YouTube, Jamie. And uh, it will be recorded. You guys will catch this as a podcast recording. Uh, Ecom Journey, thanks, brother. He's, he's dropped a lot of questions. He said, real value being dropped. Shout out to Otis and Tech Money Talks. Yo, thanks for joining, man. Yeah, thanks. They followed up with a question. How old are you? <laughs> 23 years Twenty three years old, 23, man. 23 years, 23 years young, actually. Young, yeah. Years. Yeah, you got a big future ahead of you, man, for sure. And uh, you and your brother are doing mom. a lot of great things. And, uh, and it's been really good to, to follow up with you and connect again since the last time 100%. we talked. And uh, it's, yeah, it's just really awesome. So I say, keep doing what you're doing. Keep dropping value. Keep, you know, keep keeping it real is what I would say. 100%, uh, yeah. that, that's just really awesome. I think the, the audience appreciates it as well. Uh, Faith just asked a question, which niche would you recommend for a newbie at the moment? I'd probably say something like fitness. Fitness is a massive niche at the minute because a lot of people are at home, they can't go to the gym. So home fitness especially is just going through the roof. The competition for it is very high, but what I would say is a smart thing to do, which is what you know I've done before, is just focus on one country. So maybe focus on USA or focus on UK only or Canada and Australia only. You know, you don't have to always compete with all of the big boys out there in the whole you know dropshipping industry. Sometimes just choose like the UK. I've made you know a good amount of money in just UK dropshipping only, mm-hmm. um, and that way you get lower CPM, so it's cheaper to advertise, and you ain't you know you ain't competing against all the other massive dropshippers that are willing to spend thousands to kind of outbid you and stuff like that. But yeah, beauty, home fitness, and pets, three, three great niches for now. Yeah. Yeah. Another question that came in was, uh, Otis, what, what do you do with your free time for fun and how do you balance work-life balance? Great question. I mean, you know, to be honest, I'm not, I, I straight up admit it, I'm not the most hardworking person. I think I could be a lot more hardworking and that's something I'm currently working on, man. So I've literally this week, I'm testing out stuff like Trello and kind of organizing my stuff a lot more easier and writing oh, stuff you. down. Yeah, writing stuff down <laughs> in the mornings and stuff and trying to basically be more productive. But in my spare time, I like to go to the gym. I usually, I'm a, a, not a gym addict, but I used to go to the Your gym. Your gym is open right now? Nah, nah, we're still shut. Yeah, we're going to be shut for at least <laughs> another, another two months. But luckily, I've got dumbbells and stuff in my garden, so I've been coping okay. Nice, um, nice, yeah. To, yeah, I used to gym. I used to do Muay Thai quite a bit for about two and a half years. I did Muay Thai. Ah, cool. Uh, and also playing Call of Duty, man. Call of Duty, FIFA. FIFA's my game. is usually my go-to game. 
And then after that, we play a bit of Call of Duty, but that's usually what, what my day consists of. Not oh, every day. Awesome. I don't really play games every day, but um, every other day I'll jump on PS, PS4, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, balance is key for sure. And yeah, that's typically a question that that I ask and that you're getting that from the audience as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good because it gives it gives people a, you know, a picture, you know, how to have a successful business but still balance your life and, you know, enjoying life and things like that, mm-hmm. which is just awesome. Up to this point, you know, what would you say has there any has anything changed? Is there any like new tools or new things that 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 you're now using or jumping on that didn't exist like three months ago? Good question. One of the, one of the, firstly, I would like to say a shout out to Bands of Ads. That is the video ad service I always use. I've been using them for around two years now. Ever since I started dropshipping, yeah. I just started using them and I've never kind of shied away. I've always used them since because, you know, it is kind of a luxury in that you do get video ads, you know, produced for you. But if you have spare money and capital, I think it's good to make sure you do have a good ad creative. If you have to, you know, actually buy a video editing software like Camtasia, then, you know, you can go ahead and buy it and learn. So, you know, it's totally up to you what you do. That's one thing I always use. And the second thing is Viral Vault. Viral Vault is a great, great app, which I've been using. It's a product research app, but at the same time, they give you product descriptions. They give you ad creatives. Um, and they also give you like a mock-up template for your ad copy. So for beginners, like this is probably one of the most priceless softwares, like beginner-friendly softwares that you can ever buy. I think it's around $60 a month or so for Viral Vault. I don't have any own in the company or anything. I'm just literally, you know, saying this because they are a great company and they save me so much time, like writing product descriptions because they've already, they've already got the benefits lined up for you. So it ain't like you've got to go, you know, spending hours creating it. You can literally just kind of reformat what they've said. Yeah, no, true. Yeah. I mean, I, I subscribe to that as well. So, and and I'm showing it on the screen as Otis has been talking about it. So viral vault, Definitely, you know, and that, that's what I was saying so to be able to quickly test, especially if you're using one of their recommended products. Insane. I mean, it's just like boom, boom, even down to their video ad creative, which is like really good, pretty well done. High quality yeah. stuff. Yeah, they actually have, I know I speak to the owner sometimes and they actually have a lot of things outsourced. So they'll have someone creating the product descriptions. They'll have someone who's specifically hired for like video editing. Um, and that's why their, their video ads and stuff are a very high quality that they provide on them. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And the band. Yeah. I remember seeing the band off ads and it's band or bands band. off. Yeah. Ads. Yeah, yeah. And we'll be sure to leave the links in the show notes, but I've never seen your testimonial there as well. Cause you're on their wow. website. Yeah. Yeah. And really great. Really great. Yeah. So for those of you that need help with the ad creative, you know, this is the type of services that that can help you so that, you know, Time to market, getting things popped off so that you can test, get those, you know, five to 10 tests going per week. And something like this would help definitely for sure, man. 100%. So, well, this is good for sure. I think everyone uh, appreciated a lot. You know, they're they're saying thank you. Perfect. A big thumbs up. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, thanks for the Otis. But I want to give you a chance to leave some closing remarks for the audience. Uh, so me, I'll let you take me it on away. the spot, man. Put me on the spot. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, thank you guys for joining, man. Anyone who's tuned into this, thank you for obviously listening, taking your time out of your day. You know, I know you guys are probably busy. We're all in quarantine, but everyone has their own lives, but you guys are the ones who are going to be winning because you're, you know, essentially taking time out of your day to try learn or better yourself in dropshipping in one way or another. And that's the kind of hunger and spirit you guys have to kind of drill into yourself. You know, every day there's something new to learn. I don't think, you know, I'm above anyone. I don't think I'm below anyone. But every day I try to learn something new. You know, there's so many dropshipping things that I still learn to this day. There's no one out there that has the answer to everything. So, you know, adopt, just be a sponge, you know, all of the information out there, keep learning every day and keep sharpening your sword. And, you know, one day you're obviously going to be very successful. You might already be successful at the minute, but if not, your time is definitely going to come, man. But yeah, thank you for anyone who's listening. Thank you again to anyone even tuning in after this, because I know some of you guys read it after. If you have any more questions or anything like that, you can contact me on Instagram. So the Econ Wizard, I do try to answer my DMs every few days, every two days or so, but I do get quite a few, you know, with questions and stuff. But if I do see your messages, I always respond. 
anyone knows that. I sometimes post on Instagram. If not, then just follow me on YouTube. And I always, you know, two, two, one or two videos a week, every single week. And we always be transparent, man. Awesome. Very well said. Always be learning. And the audience here that caught us live said thank you very much. A bunch of uh, thank yous coming in. So thank you, awesome brother. stuff. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it, man. No worries, man. Thank you as well for having me, bro. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tech Money Talks podcast. It's officially sponsored by Spotify and Anchor FM. Tune in every weekday to Ask BMAC on Tech Money Talks Live. It's at 2 p.m. Central every weekday on YouTube or Facebook. Simply go to youtube.com slash techmoneytalks or go to facebook.com slash techmoneytalks. If you want to learn how to make money with no money, then go to dropshipbyphone.com. Go to dropshipbyphone.com. Be on the fast track to starting your own business. You can work with me personally. It's my dropship funnels done for you service. I work with you one-on-one to build your own store and get your very own sales fast in dropshipping. You can go to dropshipfunnels.com to find out more information.